can see the demon in you that doesn't wanna come out and play. I can see the demon in you who doesn't wanna come out and play. Everybody say fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. say fuck this shit. Man, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. Man, fuck this Everybody shit. Everybody say. going down welcome back to the fuck this shit podcast i'm your host dre back again we always start the podcast the same way thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this motherfucker thank you for all the feedback social media engagement all the reviews i appreciate the fuck out of that shit it's literally the only reason why i'm still here um i just appreciate the fuck out of y'all thank y'all um if you're not following the social media, all the social media is in the show notes, man. Go ahead. Right there in the description of every episode, right there in the description of the podcast on whatever listening platform you are already on. While you looking at that, if you ain't already left a five-star review, go leave a five-star review. If you leave that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I'll read that motherfucker out because Spotify don't let you leave a comment with the review. If you, It's not, I don't really give a fuck about Apple Podcasts. I would read them for anything, but Apple is the only one I can see them on. And y'all, it's been months since we got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And that is crazy. That's crazy, y'all. So, you know, tell your friends. You know what I'm saying? Tell your mama. Tell your sister. You know what I'm saying? Go leave a review if you haven't left one. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, For those of you who subscribe for the four ninety nine, appreciate you, as always. Um, that is literally the about the only money i make off this podcast so if you'd like to support the podcast in a in a little bit more way put five on it you know what i'm saying that is also in the description at the top of every single podcast because i need to make sure that i get my coins <laughs> uh that's it that's all i got for the for the for the beginning you know um for the what you want to call it like the that's the particulars you feel me um this episode uh, that I got coming up, that we got coming up today, is actually an interview that I did with a guy named DJ Zachary. DJ's from uh, he's from my hometown in Lawton, and um, um, what made me want to do the interview with him? I was it's been a few different things that have happened in the in the last little you know what I'm saying year or so, or things that I've seen or conversations I've had that have kind of all centered around a, a singular conversation to me. Um. One of those things I was watching this interview and, and the guy was talking about uh, moving around in corporate America and talking about how as black men, we kind of view mentorship as like a negative thing. If somebody got to show you how to do something, then that means that they trying to tell you that you don't know shit, you know, and uh, how, you know, in corporate America, he's like, you know, that's all white men do. You know what I'm saying? All they do is find somebody else who already knows how to do it. And they like, you know, mentor me and show me how to do it, too. And uh, in that particular interview, he was just talking about how that uh, hesitancy kind of holds us back in that arena. Um, The other thing that I was thinking about um, was, you know, you'll see things talking about, uh, you know, the youth and how, you know, these no one, these kids don't listen to nobody and they just do whatever and blah, 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 which. Working in a restaurant and working with a lot of young niggas, I can kind of see where they're coming from when they say that. Having been a young nigga, you know, I can see where they're coming from 
uh, when they say that. Being an older nigga who work around young niggas to see when they talk to each other about they shit versus when they talk to me about it, the energy exchange is so different because I'm not in that no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm not still in my bitches ain't shit phase. I'm out of that now. So when they bitches ain't shitting to each other, I'm like, you know, well, maybe you should consider your part of this. You know, maybe you should consider this. Maybe you should consider this about her. You know, maybe whatever, whatever. And, and my mind is different about it. Whenever they they feeling like, oh, we about to do X, Y, Z. I'm not necessarily. And this is kind of the difference, too. I'm not looking at them like, oh, well, you guys need to make sure you have a designated driver and da, 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 da. But I'm definitely also shit like, hey, man, y'all boys be careful out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't be out there wilding too hard. Like, have fun, but make sure you could go home. You feel what I'm saying? And he's like, oh, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But it's a different vibe because I'm not an old nigga talking to him. Like, I might go out tonight. You know what I'm saying? I might go drink tonight, and I'm going to make sure that I get home safe like I'm telling them. Right? Um, But anyway, uh, I was just thinking about how I feel like it's not a lot of that right now, though. Or it's not a ton of that. Um, in a lot of these communities and shit, fucking the whole goddamn world right now, it feels like. But in a lot of these places where you see a lot of bullshit going on, to me, that's where the biggest disconnect is. Because even when you're talking about more critical situations, most crime is committed by like really young niggas. Like it be niggas 20, 21, 19, 17, 16. Them be the niggas really doing shit. When you when you see these murders popping up on TV, it be young niggas, bro. It do not be 32-year-old shoots up, da da It be 20-year-old Zontarius. I know that was racist, but you feel me. Um, Whatever. The whole point is it be young niggas, and a lot of it be because of that, you know what I'm saying, missing, uh, missing peace. Um... So that made me kind of think to my own life and think to different people who I looked up to that kind of show me a, a more constructive way to be. You know what I'm saying? That gave me more positive role models to look to, but like imperfect, you know what I'm saying? In a way, um, the guy I'm to, so DJ, um, DJ, I met DJ through being my barber. And um, I, I started going there. I was maybe like 14, 14, 15. And, you know, it was like a barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom didn't like to go inside because she didn't like the vibe she got from all the men that was in the barbershop because that's kind of like what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's where that's the place that they were in their life. And you know what I'm saying? That was just kind of the environment. Right. Um, so when I say like imperfect role models, I don't I didn't meet I didn't meet DJ as, uh, you know, the mayor of Lawton. However, I watched DJ grow into a whole different person almost, but still the same, still the same nigga, but with like way different priorities, a lot different perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like you just watch people live life and watch them start to change their goals and start to attain different goals that they set for themselves and start to kind of see their own life in a different way. And then you see the fruits of that. And 
all the while, while this is going on, while they going through this growth, they're in constant contact with you while you going through growth, you know, a few stages behind them where, you know, they can kind of lead you on. They can kind of tell you a little bit about, you know, what you going through, even though they ain't got it all figured out. You know, they've been through your part already. Um, I think people like that are extremely valuable um, to young men in particular, young women as well, I'm sure. Um, I can't imagine why it would be any different for, for women. Uh, but, and you need more than one of those people. Um, and you, it's, it's, it's just crazy. You know, I was just, I thought about that and then it just made me kind of think from DJ's perspective, you know, what is that like to, to live in front of all of these young men who are kind of watching you and kind of trying to mold themselves behind you and still pursue your own personal ambitions and goals. And, you know, what's that look like for your family and all of those things. And we, we, we talk about all that in the, in the interview, how we got to know each other. Um, it's not a perfect interview. I'm still, this is only like maybe my second real, like actual interview. I've done guests on the podcast. This is only like my first or second interview. That's something I really want to hone my skills at and, and get really, really good at. But, um, I won't hold y'all up talking about it no more, man. Uh, I chose DJ for a reason. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast and taking the time out. My I know I know my nigga is busy as fuck. Um, like I told you in the podcast, man, I appreciate all the all the time that you took out. You know what I'm saying? Even though I was paying you, you know what I'm saying? So so when a nigga your barber and kind of like you know what I'm saying when you're a big homie slash mentor, it's like I mean yeah, I guess you was gonna listen to my problems since I paid you to be here, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you as always, my nigga man. I appreciate you for uh for stopping through and I won't I won't hold y'all up no more. Um without further ado, um here's the interview. All right. Welcome back. As promised, we brought back or we brought a brought back another guest. You know what I'm saying? A first time guest of the Fuck This Shit podcast. This is my man DJ. DJ what up, Zachary. what up? What up, what up? What's going down, man? I appreciate you for coming through, showing love to the podcast, man. I've been uh I've been looking forward to doing this for a while now, man. This is uh this has been something I was kinda planning on doing. And uh kinda wanted to wait until I had been doing this a little bit longer and had a little bit more footing doing it, you know, before I started to really invite people on. But I had this idea a long time ago. Um You froze up for a second there. Oh, did I? I yeah. didn't. Well, well, luckily for you, it wasn't. A, it, the recording didn't freeze, and it was just for the. It was just for the people to hear. You ain't have to hear. No, nothing. okay. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, mainly, man, it was just me saying I had this idea. You know, I wanted to bring you on the podcast. Uh, since uh, you know, I met you. I was probably like 12, 12, 13 when I met you. Wow, thirty two now, so it's been like twenty years. Twenty years. Wow, twenty years. And if you can imagine the the growth that you know you've done in 20 years um i feel like uh, i felt like it would be interesting from your behalf to hear it from the angle of someone who was kind of like growing up watching you go through all of these things and then also yeah. 
who was looking to you as one of the people who would, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of like mirroring almost to, to kind of make decisions as I'm growing up. Um, I feel like wow. especially as men, we don't really say that a lot yeah, more because it's yeah. almost like not cool to be like, oh yeah, I kind of looked at you like da da da, but it's like, no, nah, I mean, nigga, I was, yeah. how old are you? How much older than you are me? I'll be 42 this year. So you're so 10, that's what 10 I thought. years. You're yeah. 10 years older than me. So I'm 12, you 22. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, no, it was uh, later than that because I didn't come home from prison until I was 24. So you was so probably 14, like 14, 14. Yeah, 14, so 15. 14, 15. So, right. so yeah, probably like a year before. Yeah, that, and that still makes yeah. sense. So I'm, I'm, I'm 14, 15. You 24, 25. Uh, you, got, you got money from what I can see. Every time I come pay you, I'm paying you in cash and you pulling out, yeah. you know, fast nice. stats to give me. Yeah, you pulling out knots <laughs> to give me my change. I'm like, oh, this nigga, I could dismiss. This nigga got bread. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. like, oh, you know. You always talking about the you always talking about women. I'm like, oh, he got women, he got money, he in the club, like they they doing it. You know what I'm saying? I was, I mean, that was the life that was the life then. Yeah. And when you young, that's what you see is like Yeah. That's, that's what's popping. cool. Yeah. yeah, that's what's cool. That's what's cool right now. It's still for sure. For sure. Yeah, that's what's cool right now. You turn yeah. on any of these little baby videos, little dark videos, that's that's what they doing, bro. Exactly. They got a bunch of women, they got some fly cars, they got some jewelry. You know, they in the club where they on some type of party scene. It's it's just yeah, you know. You had, the, you had the old school sitting outside with the what was what 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 was on, what was on the twenty eights on that thing sixes twenty sixes. I knew yep. it was big than a motherfucker. Yeah, twenty sixes. And uh, so you know, you young, you you start to look up to people like that. And then as as I start to get older, is you know, it's little things like uh, seeing you go get custody of your daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Watching you like, yeah. watching you, watching you do shit like go from having a seven a seven series to getting an Ultima because you like fuck that BMW and all them bills and all, all right. the problems and like all just right. making like decisions that are a little bit more. They don't look as yeah, don't look as fly. But when you asking me about them, I have a reason. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I don't have a problem. I think at that point. I was just waking up to the fact that people was looking at me like that. Like okay. there was a there was enough of y'all that your your peer group, you, Zay, Tanil, mm -hmm. um, that was just hitting adulthood at that time when I'm like getting my stuff together, realizing that I need to fix my credit. I'm I'm getting married. I got a family to take care of. All these things is I'm reaching manhood, so to speak. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so um y'all had been in my chair so long at that point. I don't even know if I was purposely being like, hey, hey, make sure you do these things. But it was more like just talking to y'all like, dang, DJ, what happened to the beamer? Like, hey, man, that shit was yeah. expensive. It wasn't no good, bro. I'm going to get married. You know what I'm saying? I got to make sure I take care of my family. And you're right. It wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm going to make sure I school these young niggas. It was just y'all were asked, and I would tell y'all. And I've yeah. never really been somebody that's uh, – with a bunch of the cap, you know what I'm saying? I don't do a bunch of lying and shit. Like, man, it was an old car. It was a bad decision. I bought it because it looked good, but it wasn't good. And now I have to have something that's good instead that's of coming up with some old, oh, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? Nigga jacked me down to DFW, man. And I had to, <laughs> some old wild, corny shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. No, that's, um, that's, it's dope to, to hear it in that way because, and a lot of times it's not maybe and that's why it, it lands a little better because at no point was it 
or let me tell you young niggas how to live. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's more like, nah, it's more nah. like man, y'all, this is this is what I'm and and is and I didn't, you know, I, I I it was a poor introduction in the sense of like I didn't even lead in, you know. I know DJ because DJ was my barber growing up. DJ has been a barber. DJ, you've been a barber. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, we're talking. Yeah, we're talking yeah. like these people know why you why we know each other. The con- there's no context. Yeah, my bad. Um so I've been a barber. Man, I've been cutting hair since I was about 12, but I've been a professional barber since 2004, the end of 2004, 2005. So, so right 17 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just getting started. I was just getting started. Like, that's why I was so rough around the edges, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just leaving the streets alone, just coming home from prison. Um, a lot of my friends at that time still in the mix. Like, I don't really have... My friend circle now are all businessmen, like stuff like that. But yeah, right now, I mean, at that point, it was still all the homies I grew up with. So even while I'm trying to make this transition, when it's time to go out to the club, I'm with the guys, yeah, you know. Man, and I, I don't, I don't even know what the guys did on all day, really, really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I've been at the shop, but I mean, so I, it, I remember, I, I can, yeah. I can from from a, a a memory of mine, I can, I can say the difference in who is in and out of the shop now versus who is in and out of the shop when I was young. Who was right. just coming in just to not get no haircuts. Like niggas just walking in, just just chopping it up, just just coming to fuck with y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, like y'all everybody is still so close to the street still. You know what right. I'm saying? Like niggas is at work, but like we own our job, so it ain't like what y'all gonna tell Trey? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, right. Like, y'all came in here and said, what's up to Trey? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. He's speaking to this nigga. Like, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's just like you said, it is, it's a much different environment. It was always a place where you could get a fly haircut. You know right. what I'm saying? But now it's right. more, and I think we'll, we'll kind of inadvertently get into this more because I know, I know that it was intentional on your part. Yeah. Um, yeah. This... Uh oh. My nigga cut out. My bad, I got a phone call. Oh, uh, you all good? <laughs> yeah, let me. So, how, what I need to do? Put it on Do Not Disturb? Um, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hold on. No, you good. And I can just edit this out. This is nothing. Yeah, where's the. Uh, I can't get the. Never mind, because I can't. Oh, there you go. Can you hear me? We good? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you the whole time. I didn't lose you oh, except wow. for when the phone was ringing. Oh, I can't turn that on because it's gonna it's gonna pause everything. Oh, okay, well shit. If it, so if, if we're just right. Yeah, if we get a yeah. phone call. I'll just cut those out. It's nothing. Bet. Um. Oh, I was saying uh, the culture shift. Um, and the shot right. was, was intentional. Um, right. I know that that's something that you that you uh, were consciously doing. Right. So, uh, like I said, we'll probably get into more of that a little bit more lately. One thing that I had had down that I wanted to ask you is: Is it kind of weird to have these dynamics with people where, like, you know a good amount about me, in particular when I was younger and I was coming to the shop? You know what I'm saying, regular. But it's like. I feel like me and all the niggas my age who came up through the shop, it's like, we damn near know everything about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
like I re- like I don't remember like the day I met you. You know what I'm saying? But like right. I can remember your influence in my life from the time I met you. You right. know what I'm saying? But like it's so many wow. people. It's so many of me's out there. You know what I'm saying? And like it's it only makes sense that that's not the case for you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I liken it to to me serving. Sometimes I have a table sit in front of me and they'll be like, "Oh, we had you last time." And I'll be like, "You did?" Okay. You say like right. I don't recognize you at all, and it's not like I'll fuck with you. It's just like you know, by nature of what I do, I see so many people. Yeah, but there is a group of y'all like you, like Zay, um, and I don't want to leave nobody out. So if I don't yeah. call your name, I'm sorry. But there is a certain group of my clients that y'all are in y'all early thirties, mid thirties now that we have a different relationship than other clients, just because, like you yeah. say, y'all y'all were reaching adulthood as I was getting into manhood and y'all were already comfortable That's enough to ask me ask me certain questions and I'm not you know I ain't I'm not gonna not tell you the truth you know what yeah. I'm saying like so back when 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 those things would come up it was more like I ain't necessarily like I said I don't feel like I was like hey look, listen here young nigga let me tell you how to go out here in these streets you yeah. know what I'm saying it was more like you know Hey man, my homeboy did some some way out shit, man. I don't fuck with the streets no more because this happened. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if, if I couldn't see that coming, then I shouldn't be out here. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna go extra hard on this barber shit, and this what we gonna do? Yeah, you know, and taking you where you at, man. And it then took me places. I mean, it's taking me way more places than fucking with them streets. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's changed my life, bro. You know what I'm saying? To the point where I wake up sometimes and walk out in the street and look at my house. It'd be one o'clock in the morning. And I'll still look at my house and be like, wow, man, you done done some shit. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a a part of me that's still, I don't want to say connected to poverty because that sounds so bad, but still (laughs) humble humble enough to know, like, like I, I ain't so far removed from that that part of my life from the struggle part where i don't remember it you know what i'm saying it's trauma bro like even if you don't even if your family did its best to shield you from it and you wasn't like literally like we didn't have shoes poor you know what i'm saying like if your people grew up you know what i'm saying kind of struggling to a degree or even just barely making it it's shit that you had to do growing up that other motherfuckers won't understand. Like it's sacrifices you got so used to making, you didn't even realize they were sacrificed. Yeah, but I don't have to make them no more. But that's why I didn't want to say poverty because I didn't even necessarily grow up like in poverty. Like, but that's why I, I say I, it ain't I even gotta be. It ain't even gotta yeah. be poverty. It can just be. It can just be that like you didn't grow up with the level the wants. of comfort. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't yeah. have. That's what it was with me. So like, my parents got divorced. And my dad is a soldier, and he's like, I'm not buying that. This how old I am. Back when hundred dollars sneakers was a thing, like George was a hundred dollars. It was like a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Like my dad's like, I'm not fucking buying you no hundred dollar shoes, you know. But at the same time, my homeboy has a paper route in my neighborhood, and so he's like, Hey, the, the other paper route in the neighborhood is coming open. So I mean, I didn't have a poverty aspect, but I did have a. I can't get what I want. You have in order desire. to get what I want. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I got to get out here and make it happen. And I was like 11, 12. I had a paper right all through high school. Like, <laughs> I, I ain't never. That it's been a crazy. long time. And, and this ain't no Kevin. I had to tell somebody this the other day, man, it's been a long time since a nigga see me do bad, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't bragging like I'm no millionaire or nothing, but I've been winning for a minute. And I don't give a fuck how small the win has been. It's been a mighty long time since some motherfucker seen me down and out, broke, dusted. Like that's that's crazy. You said that, bro. Like, man, what's ever happened? What happened to DJ? Nothing, nigga. <laughs> I'm doing fabulous, baby. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're shining. I'm, that's what I'm happened. shining, baby. I'm living good. I'm, I'm sitting in front of fine art in my home in my foyer right now. You know I noticed that saying? when you sat the camera down, man. I wasn't gonna let that go un- untouched on. I was gonna. I was hey, gonna man, I'm gonna just. That. I'm gonna just be for real. Anytime I own a podcast, like my house ain't even set up like this, bro. I moved this chair to be here in front of the homies' art. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, I'll, anytime I do anything where I'm gonna be on Zoom or any of that type of shit, I get right here because I'll be wanting people to be like, "What's that? Oh, that's a that's a Robert Peterson in the background." So. <laughs> <laughs> You got to let them know, man. It's it's dope that you said all that because you really are right and you really did hit on something because that is really a good way to put it because a lot of times it don't be poverty. And it's it's funny. It's a funny parallel. I'm going to tell you. I don't think you even know. Um, So basically, you know my mom or whatever. So you know about how I grew up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my grandpa, my grandpa always held us down. So like, no matter what was going on, we was always going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? But my mama had me kind of young, so it wasn't necessarily, I'm not going to buy you no $100 shoes. It's, right. you know, I ain't got it to get you. I'm going to get you these two for seventy nine ninety nines. You know right. what I'm saying? It's some nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I was 12, my homie had a paper route, and he told me that the paper route in the neighborhood is about to open up. Right. And I ended up getting a motherfucking paper route, and I had a paper route, and it's kind of the same shit as far as the approach that I took to having my own and being able to like be right. sufficient for myself in that way. Cause I go from the paper route to getting a little job working for Jacoby's dad. To right. Working at but check bed. this out, but check this out. Cause I, I, in retrospect, I didn't realize how beneficial this was. How much do you think having to go soliciting impacted your ability to interact with strangers? Boy, first of all, DJ, we was fucking. Don't get me talking about them people and how they had us out there, bro. That's the that's wild, shit. ain't it? And then that's having wild, to get your it? money, having to collect your bread, bro. Bro, that was it. Some taught wild me about people, bro. Me. It taught me about people. I used to, I used to that. think that I'm a kid. I'm coming up to your door. I'm like, you know, I've been waking up bringing you this paper by five a.m. all month, and you don't owe me shit but seven fifty anyway. And I'm thinking, like, I'm gonna come to your door. You gonna give me my. You gonna give me a tip. You gonna give me ten dollars. Like, Thanks for the great job. And niggas be like, DJ, what they be doing? Uh, can you come you back know, next week? Can you come back the tomorrow? Pockets, patting the pockets on us. Can you? Oh yeah, I just don't got nothing on me. Can you come back at three? Until you done made a whole special thing to come back at three. Niggas don't even answer the fucking door. <laughs> I'm out here still delivering these niggas paper for the first few weeks. Like, man, they gonna give you my bread after a while. I'm like, right. I got ruthless with that shit. I'm like, oh, you didn't have your money on Thursday. Unsubscribe, cut they ass. Yeah, I'm good. Yep, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, bro, it does. It teach you about people, and it do give you a comfort about coming up to strangers and being willing to offer them a product or being willing to ask for what they owe you. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that was um, man. That's something I think they should have never took away from them kids, man. Yeah, like that. That they should have kept that where. I mean, newspapers are pretty obsolete now, but yeah, and kids don't do. I think, I think too, 
even even with that, they ended up that little system they had went from like being like the kids were doing it, being helped by adults doing it to like we just straight child labor out here. And then they was like, oh, we can't do that no more. Now they have adults do it. Kids don't even throw papers no more. Yeah, I already know. Yeah, I already know. That's what I'm saying. When I see the, the paper person, it's usually an adult now. I'm but like, I'm talking you know. that shit, but that little $200 a month, two, two, $300 a month, bro, that Man, shit. Man, when you was... 12, when you 12, uh, you years I was old, bro, rich. you up. You up. Was... <laughs> bro, and my cousins up. was up. Yeah, you done, you done bought the J's and you still got money in your pocket. I'm you in had the, the, the game. Bro. And you buying people snacks, like, oh, yeah, all that. You up. <laughs> you up, bruh. <laughs> up. And, and like I said, in retrospect, I think it's one of the things that gave me another boost of confidence to just deal with people in general. Because you have to knock on strangers' doors, introduce yourself, try to sell them this paper. Or, like you say, you have to go to people and be like, hey, you owe me some money. Like, you checking fucking adults and you 13. You need to uh, hey man, you hey man, you been, it's two months. It's two months behind, man. You need to come over this fourteen fifty. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm here. Go twenty, man. Appreciate it, man. Next time, can we not have this problem? You know, and it's like I didn't think about how impactful that was until I was older. Really, until Keon started getting around that age, and he's he's outgoing. Don't get me wrong, but with strangers, he's not a hey. How you doing, man? Blah 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 blah. blah. He's a typical. Breathe at that the time, same 12, way. 13 year old. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like just, the charisma the speech, that they have. That you see. It's a reserved charisma. only, yes, reserved yeah. only for people that they know. Yeah. yeah. Their charisma is reserved only for people that they know. And they have so much of it. It's crazy because you watch them and you like, that's your tool. Like, you you can be, it'll be a motherfucker who not as smart as you or who's smarter than you, who got more experience than you. But if you could just bring that, psh, you yes. gonna smoke their ass. You gonna smoke them, but smoke they'll figure them. that out. They'll figure that out as they get a little older. Definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, so we don't went back, and that's actually something that I want to do. One of the things that I want to do with this interview because, um, shit, even for all of us, you know what I'm saying? Like you say, Zay, Baby, Keys, you know what I'm saying? Like all of us right. from that that age group or whatever. We know you from when we met you, and I don't know if you know because I know you from long, so you might some of them may have known you from before. From before then, but I didn't know you until you know what I'm saying you 24. What, like, what was, what was, what was like your experience in Lawton growing up? You know what I'm saying, like elementary oh, school, man. like like kind of quickly. Like you oh, saying man. it was like, it was. I believe I'm from the best era of the town ever. Okay, like so, um, I got here in 1990, and the best way I can explain it is Lawton is almost like boys in the hood at this time, bro. Like. I moved to Ranch Oaks. Ranch Oaks is an all-blood neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Across the street in Lawton View, all these niggas was cripping. Like, as I'm, as 90, 91, 92, 93 come around, like, now you see in the homies in these six fours and candy-painted Nissan Maximas. Like, there's yeah. actually crackheads walking around. Niggas are selling dope. Like, I'm living in Ranch Oaks, and this is my first time being aware of being exposed to shit like this. Like, before this, I'm a military brat. And I go to my grandmother's in Miami. And at my Grammy house, yeah, she stayed in the hood. But at that age, my grandma ain't let me outside experiencing none of that. Yeah, I don't really know none of that. Yeah, you, you don't know? even notice it because you focused on... Mango trees and fucking moon pies. And, you yeah, know what I'm saying? You like, I'm a kid. you in the hood. Yeah. Right. And so um, that really was my coming of age, man. We moved to Ranch House and I jumped off the porch early because I'm 12. I got a paper route. I got a reason to be out and about in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, and so 
that led to running with the homies, selling weed, doing all the typical hood shit. And what we didn't realize back then, another retrospect was we don't really live in the hood. Like Ranch Oaks wasn't as hood as we thought it was. We really made it a lot more hood than necessary. You know what I'm that's saying? True. That's that, that's um, a true fact about Lawton, about most of the hood in Lawton, even even now that things are a little bit worse because things are kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Some of them areas right. have, have just been allowed to decay in a certain right. way. Um, but even now, like when I, when I moved to Ohio for that little year, now that I live in Houston, when you like go through the hood here and the hood, they're like, it's different. It's, it's a whole different level of the yes. whole city has neglected this whole three square miles. Right. You know like, right. Yeah. Right. But, and so, um, it was the nineties, man. And so like, um, right around this same time, it's a, a, a cat move from real South Texas, right into Ranch Oaks with super cheap weed. So for some reason, Ranch Oaks becomes like this hub of like, we all got the weed. It's cracking out here. It's mm-hmm. and people is getting off the bus, at, getting on the school bus at Eisenhower, like, and getting off in Ranch Oaks. They don't even give a fuck how they get home. It's Friday. They're like, oh, I'm going to tell my mom I'm going to the skate arena and shit like that. Like, the hood is live. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up in that era of, um, of Red Toast and shit. By the time I was 18, I got a robbery case and went to prison. Um, none of the guys you mentioned knew me then, but Zay and them granddad, uh, Jesse Cobb Sr., yeah, Mr. was in the military. Yeah, was in the military with my dad. So that's how I know his family. He was in the military with my grandpa, so that's how I know they family. Right, exactly. See, so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I came home from prison and immediately went to Just Flips. And then right after that, we opened the shop. I wasn't even home. It wasn't even six months when we opened the shop. I came home December 2004. The shop was open in the summer 2005. So I, I think that listening like hearing like you like kind of say that because I, I i always knew that it was like some some uh about that you know what i'm saying like i've heard you talk right. about your parents like i knew you it's, it's funny when you know somebody you don't have to ask about their childhood because people who have real fucked up childhoods you don't know like right. it'll come up in conversation like you'll be like damn nigga so you ain't never mentioned your mama once like you don't fuck with it like right. what's up like right. i've heard you like talk about your parents and like different things like that so right. i knew you grew up you know what i'm saying in a relatively stable home environment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so when we got here, my parents got divorced. My mom moved to Ranch Hopes, actually. Yeah. So my mom is the white lady in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me back up. We get here, my parents get divorced, and my mom moves to Sterling, Oklahoma. Oh. Yes. Because in her mind, like, I remember this before GPS, my mom is looking on a map, and she's looking at Sterling, and it looks like a suburb of Lawton. She doesn't really oh. know about rural and if you're not America. From the area, yeah. If you're not from the you area, don't know yeah, that. you would think you don't know that. And so she moves us out there, right? So we move out there. My dad is like furious, like, "Why the fuck you got kids way out there?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, long story short, has some racist shit going on. I get kicked of out of school, of right? Course. Uh, so as soon as you said mom, Sterling, I'm like, "How did yeah, your black ass make it in Sterling, bro?" Bro, and this is, and I know, you know, for a lot of people, they're like, "You look so white." You gotta imagine this right here all here mm-hmm. like there's no hiding there's i don't look white at all yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, they already knew they were like right. you. and that's that's uh-huh. something too people especially people who not from the south don't really understand how whiteness works down here like 
white people know who's white like them white passing hispanics they not they not white Mm-mm. you know what i'm saying Mm-mm. if you white passing and black you not white any shit you can do about they could they'll they'll look at that nose they'll look at that hair they'll look They'd at like, mm. i can tell by the way you your walk a little I'm, too loose that boy look that's a colored boy there <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> and then you almost get more animus in areas like that because they like they got to make sure that you know that you still black oh yeah oh you yeah I, like, I think Man, I have a whole theory about that, about um, about why mixed people and light-skinned people be a little harder on the black shit sometimes than um, darker people. And it's and that's one of the things is because we've been in some spaces where white folks like, make sure your ass knows you black. You know what I'm saying? As opposed that. to a black person, as you walk in and you already you solidly are in there. So and they're like, yeah, yeah they, you know. they, they, don't, they don't feel like they have to reinforce that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, that's a really wild dynamic. I but um, that shit. yeah, that shit. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, what was we talking about? We was talking oh, growing about- up. So yeah. I had yeah, I mean, yeah, I grew up in the skate arena era, the '90s, the um, the Vasca, the back when Kmart had a dollar movie right next door, like, bro, not, um, not to make the this Polo about Club. Lawton, not to make this about how Lawton is getting in my opinion worse in areas because of the fact that bruh if you if you 12 to 16 17 in lawton what the fuck are you supposed to do nothing like where are you supposed to go like where you all the places you talking about half of them was closed when i was coming up and the rest of them closed before i was grown right like not even the, the skate arena used to jump boy yeah yeah, um, they don't go nowhere, man. My kids go to like the basketball, football games. You know what I'm saying? Um, go somewhere and stand around with each other. Yeah, they don't even. I don't even let them do none of that shit yet. You know what Six. I'm saying? Keon, Keon about to be 16, so he'll get a car. But we've already had discussions about moving around without purpose. Like, you ain't no just jump out in traffic just to see what's cracking, because that's how shit get to cracking. Bruh, you is, know what though. I'm saying? Like, it is. You know, and I get it. You know, as a young man, that's one of the things you want to do is get to where it's popping at. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to keep him. Same. You know, you gonna you gonna have enough experiences where you gonna do some shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. be purposeful in your movement. Like when you get out and about, have a have a destination, have a reason to go where you going. So yeah. it ain't just you going with the wind. So a nigga can't just hit you up and oh yeah, come scoop me up and throw you off on some wild shit, bruh. I can't tell you how many times, because I mean, that's one thing about me too. I ended up with a lot of freedom early in life. And I think it really speaks to the fact that you don't have to be like a bad kid. You don't have to be, I ain't Uh -uh. never, I kind of grew up in a way that like being street never appealed to me. Right. It was just kind of like, first of all, it's really no hoes over there. Like all that shit y'all doing, (laughs) all that street shit. Hey, I feel you, bro. I oh, feel you. Y'all doing like it might be a it might be a few women with y'all, but they not they not the ones Mm-mm. I want. So that ain't who I'm even looking for. No, like and and if they fucking with you on on some like oh like they like like street nigga shit. A lot of times they just like the fact that you got bread. And I had a job for so long that I like you said, it niggas really ain't always been a. I always been I always been all right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I always you know what I'm saying? So, right. Um. But I said that too the other day. Check this out. If you think about it, every cat that you know that had the reputation, like their whole thing was being tough, 
they're probably broke as an adult. I saw they're it, bro. A, they're, I saw they're, it. They down bad as an adult. And I can't remember what made me hit. I, I do remember. I ain't gonna even say who it was, but I seen somebody and it triggered that. Like, damn, that nigga was that nigga was a gangster ass nigga when we was younger, you know. And like, but gangster don't pay. Gangster don't don't provide. Don't serve you as an adult at all. It does, gangster does not serve you as an adult at all. That is it, right there. There's no place where even. Even when you talk about being comfortable with confrontation in a way where you may need to like kind of press up on somebody a little bit, like it's still don't say like gangster is so reactive and so like loud and so showy by nature that it is not actually as effective as just like understanding how to like utilize your presence in a different way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like most people don't have enough strength of their own character to really just outright do wrong by you in your face like you just just to approach a nigga and make them say yeah i am fucking you most of the time niggas right. just do right <laughs> by you instead of saying right. that they'll be like man fine and they might make it on you or whatever but you still right. know what you want and that was the goal right um yeah it's what i was gonna say was just kind of talking about the similarities and how we grew up gives me to me it does it gives some understanding to why your voice has so much impact kind of across different uh, personality types to begin with, because it's like, no, I wasn't, I didn't not participate in more street elements in the street for longer. Cause I was afraid to, you know what I'm saying? Like I wasn't scared to jump out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not, I don't look at people who are like that as though they have some kind of character flaw because those are my niggas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I already know, Definitely. like, it is what it is. But also, I know that a lot of the niggas who I was growing up with who was doing a lot of the, like, extra street shit didn't really have the home to go to that I had to go to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, they didn't get to... I was picking them up when I was 14, 15 because my mama had a car that she wasn't using that I could drive. And they was like... Like, a lot of their mamas might not have yeah. had a car that could reliably get them to and from A to B. Like, they dealing with shit that I'm not dealing with. Right. So I already know that outside of necessity, all of this street shit is not cool. It's not even fun. Niggas wouldn't do it if they didn't have to. Right. Most niggas. Wouldn't. Most niggas. I, and, that, right. and I don't have no respect for a nigga who does and don't have to. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you it's, know what? It's crazy because those of us that was like that, because I was like that. I did and didn't have to. There's a there's a part of us that know that and it make us act a little more and make us a little more extra. You know, like there was um, there was a whole stage in my life where I feel like if you're trying to play with me because you think because I came from a good home, I'm going to fuck you up. Then when we go there, I'm going to fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it really makes no sense because you're right. I shouldn't but fucking be here. Well, my goofy ass want to be here. And so now I feel like I got to prove extra hard why I'm here. I Instead mean, of just taking my dumb ass home. Friends. You like, know, but, now, I get, now I really want to be here. Right. You know exactly. Like, even... Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I tend to reach a bunch of different personality types because I am a bunch of person, different personality types. Like I really am a nerd. Like I just bought a new book today, bro. Literally just got a new book in, from Amazon today Hell yeah. about business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I really am a nerd, but I had such a run with the streets and had involved myself with the shit so much that I know what's going on. I ain't no square. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm square now. I ain't no lane. 
You know what I'm saying? Bruh, like, me and the homie was having a conversation about those two terms yesterday. Because for some reason, we got to talking about the Russell Wilson shit. And I was like, I don't know why niggas is acting like saying that he a square is a is a square. Yeah, yeah, like he is a square. He's a fucking like, square, yeah. He's a square. Like, niggas is like, so you mean to say you go home to your wife every night taking care of your kids makes you square? Like, but that ain't what yeah. niggas... Co- but, <laughs> yes, it's part of being a square. Like, but yeah, but when we like, was having the discussion, it was like, that ain't even why really people call them square, bro. No, like, it's the Wranglers. Look, look at this dude, bro. Look, I mean, before Sierra, <laughs> I mean... Is he the type of nigga you, you work with and then be like, hey, homie, you want to come out later and shit? We're going to go get on these? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. We're going to go get on some chicks. <laughs> like, that's how he come across. And you like, yeah. nah, bro. Like, yeah. he's the guy that, that the homie brought from working. Like, you work with this dude? Oh, okay. Why you bring this nigga? Yeah. But, you and, know but the I'm... reason why he is square and not a lame is because he is that nigga because that's the nigga he is. Like Because that's the nigga he is. Now, he'd be lame if he was trying to be fucking... Chad Ocho Cinco. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't you. So, ain't you, fam. yeah, bro, it's fine to be square. I love being a square now. Like, I'm hearing about 30 minutes, I'm going to be tired because it's going to be damn near past my bedtime. Like, hey, <laughs> like those are some we, of the things, those are some of the things that got you to where you wanted to be, like developing those habits and definitely and, and shit like that or whatever. Um, so, we've been talking about you. We're going to take a minute. You know what I'm saying? Do you, so, do you remember? anything and it's cool if if nothing stands out to you whatever but like do you remember anything in particular about like kind of watching watching me grow up even from from 14 to like kind of me had getting jessica pregnant to me getting arrested all of that no i don't i don't i don't about like um not getting jessica pregnant not necessarily growing up kind of only because you seem more like a dad to your brother yeah you know what I'm saying? Like, you were a big brother. You were very much the quintessential big brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was not a time where it wasn't like, oh, man. You know, you see brothers out here that don't fuck with each other like that, especially as they get a little older. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or especially yeah, if the brother is, is, is so much older and the, the little brother is so much younger. It's like, why well, I got to bring this nigga with me all the time? He's a fucking kid. Like, you never gave that off. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember... Like I, I just I don't even remember even Bree being a baby. She was like a kid by the time I like realized that she like really had a kid. Yeah. And then, but my most vivid memory of you really is, and I don't even know what the fuck I was doing at your crib. Like I came by your crib one time, and we just we just kicked it and smoked, and I don't even really remember. That um, was really it. I think uh, it was around the time when I was selling weed or whatever. I had a bunch of weed and shit or whatever, and I was yeah. in a chair, and it yeah. just. One of this one of the things that just come up one day. It's like shit. I ain't doing yeah, man. Like, pull, pull up, up on me. Crib. Yeah, pull up on me. Yeah. Oh no, no. You stayed by um. You stayed by Joseph. Stayed by you at that time. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's what it was. And I think I had went to Jody's and I seen you or something. I was like, oh yeah, let me go pull up on my homie. And um, I remember we had a real good conversation that night, and you was talking about just hitting the switch. Just like man, I'm really just coming into like adulthood really realizing like i've been out here like you said i've been out here a long time on my own like moving around but i'm yeah. just now really being like oh shit like i don't know was that your first crib where your where your daughter had her own room yeah it was yeah it was so i think i think that might have been how the conversation got started like you was like oh yeah let me show you around and he was like yeah this is the first time she's had her own room and it's not my room we're not sharing a space 
Mm-hmm. And you just start talking about being so that's really um I mean it's in line with what you're saying. Like you've been mature since I met you. You ain't never been a time where I've been like, this little nigga here is gonna be fucked up. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like this little nigga here on some weird shit. Like, and I can tell you, I um and I love Takis. He'll tell you this story. When I very first met Keys, I didn't like him because I he brought a CD. And he sounded like some East Coast dude on a CD or something. Yeah. And I was like, where are you from? He was like, oh, I'm from Lawton. And I was like, well, where the fuck you get that accent from? Where you, why you sound like that? Yeah. He was, I forgot what the, what the story was. And I was like, hey, look, bro, the shit you're saying is tight. But if you from here, be from here. Yeah. And I didn't like him at that point. I was like, this little nigga corny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what happened was he ended up coming back with another CD. And I was like, this shit live. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and, and it's wild that you say that because his voice is what make him unique. Right. But I didn't realize the impact for that was until he was grown and told me that he was like, man, you don't even know. I brought this city in here one time. And I was like, oh, yeah, I told you that shit was trash. I remember that shit. He was like, you don't know how much that drove me. I went home was like, I got to prove this nigga DJ fucking wrong. Fuck that. We're going back <laughs> in this barbershop. This nigga ain't finna shit on me no more. You know, and so... um Hearing stories like that from y'all now is just now making me realize like that I do have some impact. And even in some instances, I still am not thinking of myself like that. Like this weekend when I was at this seminar, I got off stage teaching and went out and was really sitting in the crowd waiting to hear the other educators. Yeah. But somebody else was trying to talk to me because now I'm an educator. Yeah, so somebody you, else was trying to educate. Yeah. And, but and I'm like, I'll talk to you in a minute. I'm trying to listen to this other dude. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the other educators had to pull my coattail and be like, hey, bro, you can't do that. Like, go talk to him. You're not here to be in the audience no more. You're yeah, here. You're not here to learn no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's right now world. I'm in this transition of, of, of trying to wrap my mind around um being somebody, but not having this ego. Cause I mean, you've known me long enough. Like, yeah. and my wife, my wife, it could be so tickled because I'll let the cat out the bag on a motherfucker in a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be like, oh, yes, yes, I'm I'm new to the space and blah, blah. And then be like, oh, yeah, nigga, I'm the shit. I've been the shit a long time, motherfucker. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Like, so, you know, for me, sometimes it's a, um, it's a self check thing to be like, you ain't gassing yourself too hard, is you? Like, yeah, don't, don't 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 get too far out there. Like, it's a balance, and uh, it's a balance, right? It's a balance, because I mean, and this is something, and, and this kind of probably gears towards. Honestly, I know it does. It has to towards entrepreneurship, towards creating content, because it's really just a different form of entrepreneurship in itself. If you don't think you the shit, you never gonna make it. Because why else would somebody? kind of take that from you when i first started doing this podcast dj people ask me about it and i would be like almost tentative about like oh like you know this is what it is da, 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 da. Right. Now, when i talk to him about it i'd be like oh man this is about my life current events and shit like that and it's good because i'm fucking funny right you know what right. i'm saying like right. i'm funny as fuck <laughs> right. that's why it's good like that's why when i talk good. about shit niggas laugh you know it's like you gotta kind of come with that energy. Yeah, but. you have you have to have a certain level. Like you're right, especially in entrepreneurship, especially if your brand is a personal brand type of thing. You know, if if you got a situation where you are the brand and you're not confident, I mean, I don't really know how that works with 
with moving forward. Like, how do you want me to believe in you and you don't believe in you? You know, like you got to, it's, it's, some things are cliche for a reason. Like you have to believe in yourself enough that other people believe in you and you have to do it, you know, you got to do it to, to the point to where they're like, damn, how the fuck did he do that? It's even to the point to where sometimes you have to be like, how the fuck did I, how did I do that? You know what I'm saying? He and you just have to chalk it up to God and grace and, and, and things like that, you know? Um, having, having a support system, though, and having somebody that believes in you and believes you more than you sometimes is really, really, really helpful. I ain't gonna say it's mandatory because there's plenty of people, I guess, you know, reached it without. It might be that. Yeah, I won't say mandatory, but right, Shia, because it don't necessarily have to be a romantic partner or like, you know, right, like, you know, right. necessarily got to be your family. It could be like your friend, but it does. You're right. It does. It does something to have people who believe in what you do and believe in your ability to do things in a way because no matter how confident you are, you're not going to have it every single Every day. single time. Yeah. You're not right. going to. Yes. Your confidence is not going to be on, on a hundred every single day, every single time. It's going to be days when it don't yes. you come short of goals where you think, am I? Because especially in this space, everything that you do, all the goals you make, they all, you have to set them higher than what seems realistic. Right. Because you trying to do something that don't that seem realistic. It don't seem talk, it don't seem like, about it. like it don't seem like real life that I'm gonna pick something that I love doing and I'm right. gonna do it every day and all I'm gonna have to do is get better at this every day and as a result I'm gonna be able to have autonomy over my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't seem it realistic. Just, just, so whenever no. you're making decisions to get there, they're not gonna seem realistic either. You know, so no, you need and somebody like you say, in your corner. Yeah, hell if you yeah, don't, boy. Like it's so listen, bro. I'm trying to tell you, niggas swear, niggas think that I just be like that all the time. It be plenty of times where I be like, and then with barber and shit, where I be like, man, I don't really know. And my wife, I have to be like, bruh, what the fuck? What don't you know? Like, there's as many other things that y'all have seen me do, right? Like, real estate shit, social activism, whatever it is, she's always supported it, right? Mm-hmm. But not always like full on with the gas. In those situations, she's like, I support my husband because he's my husband type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With barbering, it don't matter what the fuck I say, bro. I could be like, man, this is da 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 Okay, that's 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 she, actually she, interesting. That's actually interesting. She, that's she's dope. yeah, she's like, oh that's your lane. I know the fuck you gonna do with that barbering shit. You gonna do something. And she like she suggested I start selling products in my own beer shit, maybe even two years ago, but it's been a while, like long time. And I was like, even when she brought it in, I was like, man, I don't know. Like you were saying, I was real tentative about the issue. I don't know, I don't know about profit margins and you know, all the mm-hmm. shit that starts coming to numbers and the what about overhead? What can I get it? Do I need the white label, black label? Do I need to like I don't know about and then now here I am two years later, I'm on the road selling products for another guy's product line. And the margins are great, don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, and it's but, a great opportunity to speak. But she seen that two years ago and was like, go ahead and start doing that. And that's invaluable. Man, bro, you can't you can't buy that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I do whatever the fuck is in within reality realms for whatever the fuck she's just this weekend, like. 
I had so for the last maybe like six weeks, I've been knowing I'm going to this trip. So I take a walk in here or there. I got an envelope at work. I put that little twenty in the envelope, just saving money, so I would have money, it pocket money for when I go, right? Yeah. I had pocket money for when I go. We in totally separate cities, bro. I'm down here in Atlanta trying to do the, the school, the education thing. She in Oklahoma City with her homegirl. They did some uh, like this mutter run thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sees this purse she like. She's like, man, I really like this purse. I can't wait for the day that we can just buy shit like this, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, man, fuck it. Buy that purse. Buy it. You know what I'm saying? Now, luckily how it works out, when I get to Atlanta, I don't even have to leave my parking lot. So I, don't, I spend the Uber money from the airport to where I'm going, and that was it. Oh, okay. Like, the, the parking lot, the, the hotel that I was at, in the parking lot of the hotel is the venue where we holding the class. Oh. And that, in that same plaza is, like, two restaurants, and there's a big-ass Bahama Breeze restaurant behind that. So it was like, I spent the whole weekend on foot right there in that same little, so I didn't have to spend no money. You know what I'm saying? But my, my point was, Man, I don't give a fuck what my wife asked for. If I can do that shit, bro, I'm going to fucking do it. Because the things that she bring are invaluable. Like, and not even on no Russell Wilson or Sierra Corny shit. Like, bro, nigga, you get you a good-ass wife, your fucking life will change, bro. And you treat her good and she treats you good. That's not no cap. When motherfuckers, when you notice a fucking Jay-Z Stop playing games, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. lock down on being a husband and focusing on purpose and family and shit. You see what this nigga's a billionaire. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is yeah. value in those type of relationships. Yeah, man. And, I mean, it, it's an energy reset when you come home. You know what I'm saying? Even when you out there, like, like all the little things that you talked about or, like, that you mentioned, like, it's just... It's just little things that somebody else kind of feeding into you whenever you need it. It's like, it's like, it's like reserve. You like, yeah, right. I'm gonna buy this purse. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna do whatever it is she need done because it's times when all the other things I've been able to accomplish, I wouldn't have been able to get there had it not been for that extra push she gave me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm doing exactly. these things for her, but I'm really in a way doing them for myself. Like it's right. almost, it, it's almost selfish even when it's not. Right. You know yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost self-serving even when it's not, right? Yeah, like, and yeah, maybe, yeah, and that's a better way to put it. It's not selfish, but it is self-serving. Like, it does help right. you out. It is something that benefits you, and it ain't, it ain't nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, but we got, we got that game from an old couple when we went to premarital counseling. Like, if you, that's a, if, if I live to her, that. <laughs> yeah, if I live to make her happy, and she lives to make me happy, nigga, we gonna fuck around and be happy. It's a pretty basic thing. You know what I'm saying? But it's something that goes over so many people's head. And like you say, everybody's so eager to be self-serving that you don't realize that giving giving your wife everything that you can give is the biggest self-serving shit you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like It's the best way to make sure that you're going to be okay is to make sure that she's okay. Because yeah. that's what she's doing. That's how come your ass okay, nigga. Yeah, that's, you know what I'm that's dope. That's dope shit, though. That's dope shit. So, uh, before so we went, we got, we went back. Oh, uh, you were talking about um, real quick about how how me and Devin's uh, relationship was growing up and all of that or whatever, right? Um, 
it's, it's, it's dope that you noticed that because me and Devin are honestly, we still like that. I mean, shit, the first video episode I did on here where I had a guest, Devin. Devin. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. Devin's still like, that's, it's always been like that. We, I feel like I grew up in a air, in a, such a supportive environment that I, it's like, that's all I know how to give to people around me. And Devin was kind of the first person that I was like tasked with any level of responsibility towards. Right. Right. Um, and I know it's funny that you say you don't really remember like my whole stuff going on with Bree and my baby mama or whatever, but I wanted to bring that up specifically because why? Now I remember you? when you was going through it. Oh, okay, okay. I don't, I don't. I, I was just saying I don't remember. You don't like, remember the beginning? Yeah, I don't remember her like as a baby, like you being with Jessica. Which I remember um, the first time I really recognized Bree. I was at the park with my daughter. I remember. And I seen said, Bree, uh-huh. and she was like, "Hey." And I was like, hey, how you doing? And your baby mama was like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, who the and fuck I was like, um, I'm Dre's barber. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> in retrospect, I'm sure it looked hella weird. Like, who the fuck is my daughter waving at this strange-ass man? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, lady, I it's see It's funny her, how I you see, grow I because at every, the time, every week. At the time, you you had never even, that that part of it never crossed your mind. Right. Oh, I'm like, no. man, maybe that did look weird. You was like, damn, I don't know what the fuck our problem was. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> exactly. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this chick? This on DJ. What you talking about? Yeah, you don't know me. The fuck? It's because you because you nobody. That's why. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but nah. Yeah, I do remember when you started going through it. Um, man, I mean, it was one of them things where, as a barber, sometimes we have clients that are closer to you, like we was just talking about. Mm-hmm. And when they going through some shit, it's it, it's um it's impactful to you. You know what I'm saying? Because you seeing this person every week or every two weeks, whatever it is, on a regular basis, and y'all t- always talking about all this good shit, this and that, and that, and, that, and, that. and at that point in your life, like everything is just all light. Every time yeah. you come in the chair, Hell it's just yeah. all cool. You know yeah, what I'm saying? There's it's nothing heavy room. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ain't nothing heavy going on in your life. But when that shit started going on, it was like you could see it weighing on you. And it was hard because I hadn't really went through my shit yet. So I didn't have no like experienced advice. Mm-hmm. I'm basically trying to guide you off of everything that I hear going on around me in the shop from other older guys. And I'm like, man, like that was, I want to say you was probably the first person I know of that was like actually going through a custody battle, like going through, bro, this is what's going on. Like I remember, um, Brie coming and wearing like these house on the prairie fucking skirts or some bruh, crazy dresses, shit. Bruh. bruh, bruh. I remember that. <sighs> I remember that and how fucking pissed you would be. You'd be like, dog, she's sending my kid down here in these house on the prairie dresses. I'm about to burn this shit up. <laughs> like, oh, <bruh. laughs> Them dresses was wild, bruh. Them dresses was wild. By the end of it, and and here's the crazy thing, right? Just a a little side note about how, and this is like a crazy thing as a dad that sucks that you, first of all, you can't really force custody of your child from the mom. Like they, more or less, you have to convince them that it's a good idea. Right. Like the state ain't really going to give you no leverage on that. And you also don't really know the full story of what's going on because they only going to tell you what they want you to know. And your daughters, they love their mamas, bro. They're not trying to come to you and air their mama out every time they see you. Like, you mm-hmm. won't believe how this bitch got us living. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> right. So she's like, you know, coming and doing whatever. But I mean, bro, like that shit was crazy, bro. They was in that motherfucker on some culty homeschool shit. Like, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, they had, she had that was like part shit. of the rules, bro. They had to have them dresses on. They had that. He, he that nigga had them girls, all them kids swimming in dresses. They had bought special swim dresses, bro. When I found out the extent of everything that was going on, bro, Brie was wearing head scarves and everything when she was in the city. Real at life, point head, time. Never head, even tell shit, shit. Never, I never even knew, bro. So, yeah, like I had, I had all them issues or whatever. And then that, the crazy thing about that is that never resolves itself until Brie's twelve. Until Brie moves with me to Ohio, right. Um, so I actually, it's funny how at first, like you giving me advice from one perspective, but you got Maya before I got Brie, didn't you? Um, Maya been with me, she was nine, so five years now. And Brie's been with me. Yeah, you got Maya first. Okay. She's been with you longer. So that was kind of one of those things that once I started. Well, maybe when it started, I didn't, maybe when it started, I hadn't started going through that yet yeah no like yeah, when it started when, it had when but it kind of like transitioned thing. into overtime because okay. it was a long standing thing it wasn't yeah. a few months it was right yeah it was years time. yeah it was years so watching the way that because i honestly bro there was a point in there where like i was resolved to like man whatever it ain't shit i can do about it like right. it is what it is and it ain't shit i could do i'm gonna just do for her when she with me and do the best i can when she yeah with me i remember that i whatever. remember that Watching you press to get Maya the way you did kind of changed my mind on a little bit. Like, okay, I see this. I see this need that needs to be addressed with my daughter. Like, I need to push for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and right. then I get to where like I'm pushing for it all the time with Bree. When I talk to Jessica, when I talk to her parents, when I talk to everybody, I'm making it known. Like, I'm this pressing. is what yeah. I want to happen. Like, right. Anytime it come up, I'm laying out. I'm I'm laying out my case. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. this is why. She yep. and I could do these things. We could provide this, that, and the third, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And that's kind of one of the things where I wanted to kind of like, in in a way, kind of like actually extend like an actual like, like all of this is really just kind of like a culmination of like the appreciation that I have for you, that this generation has for the role that you held, you know what I'm saying, for us in those ways. But that in particular was something that literally was something that was... I was Y'all literally mirroring you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like a lot of other ways. It was like, oh, I want to be like all the cool niggas who I see. You know what I'm saying? And you was one right, of those right. niggas. Like, and that way, it was like, no. DJ went and got his daughter. I oh, can yeah. go get Bree. Yeah. You know I mean, like, bro, I ain't going to bullshit you. That was one of the roughest times of my life. Like, um, I remember to that. This, to this day. It's funny because in the same way that you say that you could see it on me when I was going through it. It's a, I, I can yeah, remember coming into was, the shop yeah. when it was, and it was like, yeah, it was heavy. It wasn't no hiding it on me. Like all my clients knew I was going through that shit. Like mm-hmm. that was some of the heaviest man, bro. That was a fight. Like that, that was a fight. And um, I mean, back to, bro, back to my wife. Like I ain't trying to make. <laughs> I know, I know, we talking about a bunch of other shit, but just uh-huh. it, it back in that vein, I was just talking about. So. A couple years before that, I had promised her, like, listen, hey, in five years, I'm going to get you out this house from Rancho. I'm going to get you a big house. We had went to somebody's house that was nice, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we coming up on that time frame. 
right? When I'm mm-hmm. finna start fighting for Maya. Bro, I have to drop a bag to fight for Maya. Like, a big bag. I believe it. Which means, like, my wife is finna have to set back her dream of getting the house that she's been sitting in here because she fucking hated the Oaks, dog. Like, <laughs> she hated that shit. Like, it's not nostalgia for her. There's no nostalgia there. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It might as well be fucking Compton. I'm, yeah. Like, <laughs> straight up. And so, at that time, for her to just be like, look, man, whatever you need to spend, whatever you need to do, you know what I'm saying? Go fight for our baby. Just that framing of it, again, like, bruh, she could have been like, you promised me a fucking house and this and that, and I did. And mm-hmm. I, you know, would I have been hurt and felt some type of way? Probably, but I still would have been like, shit, my wife, what I told but her she's this. right. Yeah, she would have still been right. Yeah, she'd have still been right, exactly. But yeah. shit like that, bro, to have somebody that's rubbing the back of my head when I'm going through that shit, when I'm just having breakdowns randomly, when mm-hmm. um, I'm going to court and they telling me I can't smoke weed no more and I ain't been smoking it forever. So I'm outside fucking gardening and crying listening to j cole trying to wrap my brain around shit <laughs> Hell like yeah like some, some real shit bro like going through like so having somebody in your corner is more than just um she cleans the house and cooks it like this whole new generation shit i've been seeing niggas argue with online the kevin samuels angle fit and fresh angle that shit is wild to me that shit is so that shit that shit wild to me but, I done had so many. Yeah, I done, I done, I done said that so many times on this podcast, but niggas who listen to this guy, now I hate that energy. That shit is, right. that's lame nigga energy to its core to me. So you, you mean your whole premise is based on the fact that all men want from women is sex and all women want from men is money? Boy, if you don't get the fuck up out of here with that right. lame ass shit, right? Like, right. But that's um, all you. But that's but but not to take a tangent. I this is something I say all the time. Most men don't like women. They like pussy. <laughs> man like straight up like cause the man man that's really a bar like, the niggas the men who really like love and value and see that value in women like all those things that you told me about your wife you didn't really have to tell me that like I could just tell that by the way that you by the way that you the, not to be corny about it but the way that you honor her you know what I'm saying in right. public right. I know that those things right. you know what I'm saying are current right. because like that to me is what it's about I didn't think like Oh yeah, man. She must be throwing that thing back for DJ if he buying them purses and shit. Cause it's like, nigga, that's not what, nigga. You can right. find anybody to do that. Like, right. Like that's not. Yeah. That's actually not what. That's not what brings you to this place. You know what nah, I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not. It's a. It's a it's different not. level. And uh, it's not. It's dope but, that that even here, like, you still like find this space to to kind of give her that space because to kind of give her that acknowledgement because it's important to me. I think it's important that. And I and I this is something that I didn't even necessarily think of before I did this, but I think one of the things that have made you so valuable as a mentor to other people is the fact that you live so out loud that it's all mm. on display. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right? It's not it, it. You're not like trying to hold the secrets back to like how I did the X Y Z. You know what I'm saying it's not right. Like, you know, it's like, it's niggas who you know. I'm I'm sure, being a barber, I'm sure it's motherfuckers who've been in your chair forever and they say something to you and you like, you got a wife? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like oh yeah, nigga, I've been married for 13 years. 
know what I'm saying? It's like you couldn't know you without knowing that you have a wife. Like you know what I'm saying, you couldn't right. know you without knowing about your kids. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't right. know you without knowing about these things. And the closer you are, the more details that you get to see. Because kind of like you said in the beginning of the episode, you know, you always been so willing to say, like, you know. No, I stopped doing it this way because that wasn't serving me. So I had to start doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. this was happening here. That was happening there. And one question I wanted to ask you was, is there any is there any advice or even any patterns that you've seen within yourself that you look? And this may kind of be a, a, a complicated question. So if it don't make sense, just let me know. But like anything that like you see that kind of like you look at that generation under you and you kind of think like you see like. I was given bad advice based on the fruit that you see in that generation coming up. Does that make sense? Fuck it, yes. All the time? <laughs> so let me say it like this. Yes. Because <laughs> there's still younger cats in my life that I know I had an influence on, and I was so young and in the wrong ways that I know I misguided them in the wrong ways, like thinking it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like in particular, like the guy I was just talking about, like I remember giving him weed to go to school with, bro. I remember doing a lot of inappropriate shit for him and he's a kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I thought that shit was cool. And so now it's why I cut him so much slack as an adult when I'm trying to still guide him to certain things because I was the person you was looking at. Now I did turn it around and I'd be sure to be like, hey, bro, you see at this stage that you're at is right at the stage where I was at when it was trying to fucking stop. And do yeah. some other shit, you know what I'm saying? And so, but definitely, man, definitely. I don't, I don't think my whole impact was like all good, all roses. Like, yeah, bro. Some of y'all seen me walking around with a pistol, doing shit in the club. Like, it's, it's things that I was involved with that at that time to both of us, it was like, oh, that's real nigga shit. That nigga cool, man. That nigga, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. But as you said, as you become older, and it don't serve you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just don't make sense. Like, I got peers right now catching dope cases, catching certain cases, going to prison. And I can't tell you how many times my wife and me just sit there and look at each other and be like, man, I'm so glad that I will get up at 430 in the morning and cut hair. I don't give a fuck how much I got to do it to not have to touch no bag or no shit like that. Because I can't imagine having to sit and tell my, my kids that I got to go to prison, bro. Like, I can't imagine, and I say this a lot, I can't imagine going back to the prison because I'm going to see some niggas I know and having to tell my story. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to tell it. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. go back. We going to sit on the bunk. We here all day, like, nigga. It's going to be like, bro, so you got out, got a barbershop, bought a crib, did this, you doing this and this, this and Why the fuck would you? And you know what? You ain't going to have no answer other than, man, I, I was out. You ain't got no real answer, bro. It won't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so knowing that, knowing that, knowing that, and knowing I have a family that counts on me and that loves me and supports what I do and make sure that I'm succeeding at what I'm doing, that, man, that shit don't even cross my mind to do no wild shit like that no more. Like, that don't even. Yeah, that's, you, I was, I was A homie couldn't pull that. up on me. Man, a nigga couldn't pull up on me with a trunk full of nothing right now. I'll be <laughs> I'd be like, hey man, hey man, you might want to get away from here, buddy. This uh, you know, we got cops come get their hair cut here. Like, you don't want to be over here with that. Yeah. Right. Um, 
It's a, I was thinking about that because a, a few things made me think about that. Uh, number one, just obviously like watching you grow, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. um, it's funny because I was, I wasn't necessarily thinking of the same person that you referenced when I thought right. of the question, but that was part of kind of what made me think like, is there a level of like, do you feel a level of responsibility? You know what I'm saying? In situations yes. like that. And then, yes, you know, like. I kind of wanted to play that out as well, because I think a lot of times in a bigger scale, people look at it like, oh, you know, these grown men are preying on these these boys in high school and middle school. And shit. But it's like I feel like people aren't really taking into consideration the mentality that everyone is in in that moment. You know right. Like, yeah. yeah no. You're an adult, but it's like, yeah, you're not I really was a grown man yet. Yeah, exactly. You know I was like, an adult, you don't but have... I wasn't. A... No, yeah, I was an adult, but I was not grown. Like, exactly. I, I didn't think like a, like a grown man. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's not like some monster out here. Like, oh, I'm about to, I'm setting out to set these kids up on the wrong No, it path, definitely, you know yeah. No, it definitely it's the opposite. Like, it's the yeah. opposite. It's like, I'm it's really the, trying to put some money in little nigga pocket. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm really, you, I'm showing you, love. Yeah. When you in that makes you feel like, well, this little nigga just jumped off the porch anyway. I don't want to be out here doing some shit unguided. You know what I'm saying? I'm winning at what he's trying to do. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna put him under my wing and kind of show him his love, and, mm -hmm. and and you and your ignorance feel like yeah, that's love. You know what I'm saying? And the, maybe the sentiment is, but yeah. the action, the action can't be because it's gonna lead them to a demise. You know what I'm saying? And so that that really ain't love. But you don't realize that until you get a little older and you mature and you like that was some stupid shit I did telling you this or giving you that or. Like, you know, and me and him talk all the time now. Still, he'll do some wild shit, but he's grown now to where we'd be like, he'd be like, Bird, you you remember you gave me a two-pound bag of shake <laughs> for school? And I was like, damn, I did like two pounds of, of weed. And he was like, that wasn't something you should give a 16-year-old to go to school with after you done gave him some candy to make legit money. You know what I'm saying? Like, but in my mind, I was trying to make sure the little homie got some money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that candy ain't really going to make you no money. Like, this is going to make you some money. This is going to solve a problem that both of us have. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. a nigga who used to have, a nigga who used to serve some weight, nigga, you don't end up with two pounds of shake on purpose. Man, fuck nigga, man. You definitely didn't yeah. go to a nigga and be like, how mm -mm. much shake you got? <laughs> no. That's that busting that bell. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how that plays out. Um, I know, I know we've been on here for a minute, so I ain't gonna keep you too much longer. I did want to talk to you about like, uh, so as far as like you, you briefly touched on some of the other things, uh, that you, you've, you've done like the social activism shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know like y'all have done like some financial literacy stuff, literacy stuff at the shop a few times. I yeah. Mean, yeah. The, the real estate things, all those kind of things, whatever. What can you kind of tell me about? what those endeavors taught you from a perspective of what it takes to try and get something off the ground uh what leads Bruh. what what do you think is the biggest thing that leads things to not be able to like really make it because i tell you out of all the shit the thing to me that didn't make it that i was like damn we couldn't keep some fruit alive was that fucking garden bruh the community Bruh. garden, I was like, man, that's gonna be easy. I knew that Bruh. was gonna be. I knew that was. Bruh. 
I was like, bro, we about to this about to be on so, we gonna be on a vice documentary. They're gonna be like a small man. rural Oklahoma town. Right, <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking too. Um so let me start with activism because that's where we at. Activism taught me, my realm of activism taught me that man, it's gonna sound rough, man. And I love us it's as people, right. don't get me wrong, but too many of us don't want to actually do the work to make a lot of change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we would have a lot of things going on and it'd be a bunch of likes and shares and views. But when we're looking for boots on the ground or bodies to show up, it's 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 far and few in between. You know it's what like I'm saying? Team. So right. So um that made me kind of get away from there. Is that my headphones or oh it's five percent left. Okay, yeah. Um now just letting me know that he's about to die. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so uh, nice. Um, so that, that taught me that, that everybody, everybody that, and it's not that I don't care. I don't know if it taught me that, but it was an affirmation for sure that everybody that shoot a like your way ain't going to really support you, you know? And so that kind of what led me to start dealing more with financial literacy and things of that nature, because to even come to something like that, you have to already have a certain sense of awareness of like financial literacy has already been in your matrix to where yeah. you're like i'm interested in that yeah. so there's a level of interest you've already shown to come get that that game you know what i'm saying yeah so um fucking with real estate taught me that new business ventures are indeed something that you have to put a lot of time and energy into like i was terrible at real estate bro i really Held on to the loan long enough, paid it down, made a few dollars off of it, and just got off of that type of thing. Because, like I say, my wife supported because it was me, and it was the ends to a me to get to where I was trying to go. But I can't see myself back fucking with it unless it's somewhere there's a property manager involved. I'm not really trying to do the landlord kick no more. But that just showed me that when you're trying to, when you're going to do another business, you have to like really, really focus on that business or it's not it's not going to grow and, and it showed me that and i still didn't quite get it until me and um me and tristan and sash Cornell just did the coaching program yeah and we've all had a couple of clients individually but it didn't it couldn't really take off how we wanted to because it's not any one of ours main focus you know what I'm saying? It's all yeah. something we ended up doing because so many people asked us for entrepreneurial advice and things of that nature. That you like, we can monetize and, this. Like yeah, I can brain. monetize this a little bit because fuck, bro, it's too many people in my inbox. Like, can I pick your brain? Can I pick your brain? Can I pick your brain? Like, yeah. hold on, bro, this shit gotta yeah. cost something. Like, fuck, even if it's just to deter certain people. You so, think, like, maybe I, the big thing on that might just kind of be like, you can't, you can't try and make something a side hustle that's not a side hustle. You know what I'm saying? No, like, the no. energy that you put into, and, and maybe maybe a better way to put this is just because something a good idea don't mean it's a good idea for you. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you don't have the time or whatever it is to do it for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, what Are you willing what to put able the to do work? The barbershop is crazy. Right. But that's something that I'm willing to do all kinds of work for yeah, and get focused. super focused on that. You know what I'm saying? Barbering it in that whole lane. Now that I've had those other experiences and know, like, I'm not fucking with nobody that doesn't show initiative. I'm not really fucking with anything that I have to build again from the ground up because I don't have time to give it that focus. And so knowing those two things leads me back to 
barbering and advancing any way that I can in that space and looking at, okay, well, all the people that I look it up to, how did they get from where they at to where they at now? Um, making sure I network with the right people, all of that shit. So like you say, I'm doing, I do, I do things that people ain't going to do. Like here just this weekend when I was in Atlanta, I was teaching, bro. I was on stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the very next day I went back to that barber supply and helped him clean up. Like he didn't ask me for that or none of that. It's just, you know, Brian, I'll help fuck it up. I don't leave till way later. I'm gonna come fucking clean it up. I'm gonna come show you know up. what I'm saying? And come but that's just that that's the type of things that I know gonna set me apart. Because first of all, you don't meet niggas from Oklahoma. No. Nope. Second of all, we always do when all those people went on about their day that that next morning, I showed up to help you clean up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the just some um, element of it is not to be and maybe may, that may be something that barbering kind of has you uniquely kind of like tuned into because it is, I didn't come to you, you know what I'm saying, to be my barber for the entire time that I, I met from the time I met you to the time I left Lawton. It right. wasn't all just because you cut my hair the way I like my hair cut. Like there's a personal element to that. You know what I'm saying? Right. There is, you know what I'm I think me and you have had this conversation before, like, you got to kind of be comfortable with another grown man being this close this to your motherfucking face. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. So it is, it does kind of give you kind of a, a a sense of how important it is to develop those connections with people who you want to kind of kind of kind of build with and grow grow things with. Um I definitely don't want you to die on here without without getting uh getting in what the things that you got going on now. I know you got I know you got the podcast that you're working on. I know like you said you've been you instructing now. Uh, um so yeah, where I'm at now is um shit, I'm still the number one barber in Oklahoma. Don't forget to book me. That's on God. Um <laughs> DJ Cuddy. <laughs> DJ Cuddy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh DJCuddy.com finna come up soon, like here in the next day or so, really. Uh, okay. freshman, not fresh. You call me Ryan, been working on it for me. Um, <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm getting in the education space, trying to just give back, figure out where I go at it in that lane. And other than that, man, just enjoying life, man, being a dad, being a father, you know, doing old nigga shit, man, listening to slow music and <laughs> taking it easy, man, straight up. Man, it's uh, it's been dope to watch you get to that point, man. Um, man, I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, it's, 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 this been dope right here. This, this thing right here, you know, like, it's not often, like you say, it's not often that we as grown black men just straight up give each other the flowers. Just be mm-hmm. like, bro, you know what? I really admire you, bro. The shit you doing and the things you do, like, that is rare, man. So I appreciate it. Like, I'm surprised I didn't cry when you started doing all that old type of shit. Cause, you know, I will get down <laughs> with the tears. But, um, yeah, man, it's been good, man. I appreciate it, man. You know, uh, I'm gonna have to make sure that next time you know you coming into town, because you'll get up. I'm gonna have to see how you get on my podcast and we oh, get kick the shit with Jay, bro. But uh, uh, next time I come into town, I'll make sure that I I let you know a good enough time ahead of time, and we'll we'll plan something out, and we'll we'll absolutely yeah. do that. I, I I'll make sure I book me an appointment next time too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you know definitely. Saying? So I get you get right, right. Yeah, man, this yeah, this this shit has been dope, man. This is been, I don't think I I don't think I missed out on nothing. I wanted to to really ask you. I'm a, I, I was I was debating because I didn't find a place for it to slide naturally. The word the uh, chilies. I got yeah, man. Listen, 
Listen, this this this, this the thing behind that, bro. This is this the advice I get a young man dating. Go on lunch dates. The reason I say lunch dates is because they're short. You're typically not drinking, and if you got to get out the way, you can always be like, "Oh, I got to get back to work." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why you would see me like that with that type of frequency. Um, and in that same day, it was just I just had a bunch of dates that day, and she was close to the shop. Full day. Yeah, I just had a full day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when so, I was single, I was single, which I'm, is I'm, I, I get that advice to young men too. Like, man, when you single, be young. Be single. single. You because when you hit that pocket where you ready to slow down, you don't want to be 45 and be having a midlife crisis. Oh, do I still got it? Type shit. Like, bro, get that shit over with. Take your ass home. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you really is that nigga, you still got it, bro. It's just, you know, that's, don't. That's it's not for everybody. Yeah. Because I'm reaching that point where it's like. I'm kind of I'm I'm over all of that shit because I done done it all. It ain't nothing. Right. I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have done it. Like, right. I'm good. I'm good on all of that. So, right. Yeah, the whole the whole thing, y'all. I'm working at Chili's. I walk up, I see my man's in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, what's up, DJ? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah, I speak like always. Go on about my day. You know what I'm saying? Later on, I, I thought it was the next day, not the same day. But either way, it was right after. No, was it was the same day because it was what happened was it was um, it was right when y'all first opened. And then it was like mid-lunch mm-hmm. day. And then I came again that evening. Yeah. When I came back, I walked by and I see him again. I'm like, I start to be like, man, nigga, you must love chili. Like, like in my mind, I'm about to blow the whole spot up, y'all. I'm about to be like, damn, nigga, you must love you some chilies. You was just, but then as I walk up a little bit closer and I get to see who's there, I'm like, that's not who was here early. <laughs> yeah. And it, so it I'm just doing like... one of them where you start talking and you like, ah, good to see yeah. you, my brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, and it, it wasn't that. Like, I was just some um, super pimp or nothing. But when I was single, bro, it was just real big that I like lunch dates because I could talk to you. And there's no really expectation of you thinking I'm trying to get some pussy right now. Like, we're at lunch. I got to go back to work. So the conversations were a lot easier. And, man, there's a lot of women that only went on one lunch date with, like, that shit. This you got shot down, but the one time. Bruh, but Bruh. that comes back to what I said earlier about how I said a lot of niggas like pussy that don't like women. So, like, they don't even have, like, that screening process where it's like, before I start fucking you, are you someone who I even want in my space like this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I even... Not, it ain't like, are you gonna support me enough, lick me, but, like, do I fuck with you? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, are you gonna be draining to be around? Right. Do I even... I don't even know you. Do I like you? I don't even know you. You look good. You know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> Trust me, bro. I went, man. I went on one day, one chick, bro. She started telling me stories about how she used to have trains ran on her in the barracks. I mean, I didn't say nothing crazy to her right then, but I was just like, man, my mom's like, oh, nah, this ain't, this ain't gonna be it. Especially you telling me this at at lunchtime. Like, why are you even? Yeah, man. I, Everybody's I gotta... like, I, you know, we, I, 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 I be telling homies hey, this. Like, you will, you will be mad at that these women for doing some of the shit we didn't done, but you yeah, so... called them ran through, but we ran through too. Yeah, oh, yeah, we ran through too. You know what I'm saying? We ran through oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, look, but don't tell me though. Like you ain't gotta don't Yeah, don't, some things, that. yeah, some things you should have left Lead to yourself. The- <laughs> yeah. Learn some discretion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man. This shit has been dope, man. I appreciate you coming through here. I 110% be on your shit as soon as uh as soon as I get a chance to pull up to the town again, man. Uh already. 
Yeah, man, that, that that's all I got for it, man. This shit, this shit was was doper than I thought. I I, I expect this to be about forty five minutes. We had an hour and twenty, so that's how. You, oh yeah, no, nah, yeah, I knew it was gonna be about an hour. So I ain't talked to you in years, bro. Like, like just sat down and talked to you. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. And then once the start, once you told me the subject matter, I was like, oh yeah, we gonna be on here for a minute. Yeah, but right. yeah, man, it's eight thirty in Oklahoma, so y'all already know I get up at three o'clock. This shit yeah. weighing on me. This has been the Fuck This Shit Podcast. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you, my God, man. Already, bro. Yep. Holla at me. Yep. Yeah. Double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check. Leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech. Moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to sleep. Digging. My gift to gab on us. Escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor. Shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana. Code of honor that I follow, my nigga, is worth being. Huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars, solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they marry him. Being. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre, Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the billion. Yeah, man, you're not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast. And billions 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 and billions.